Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a podcast that explores the tarot through an inclusive, soul-centered, trauma-informed perspective for growth, healing, and evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Hello, Wild Souls. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be connecting with all of you here. Happy 2024. It's so good to be gathered with all of you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to see the back of 2023. I'm really hoping that 2024 is a different year. I know that it's going to be a very intense year too, but I do feel simply because it's an eight year, it's going to be a little bit different, a little different. Um, Hopefully in some much needed ways than 2023 was, and really 2022, 2021, and 2020. Um, 2024 is, I energetically a really different signature. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, you know, uh, cautiously optimistic. <laughs> um, I'm amazed a little bit at the cards that came forward for this monthly medicine. Um, I apologize for this episode being a little late. My whole family got sick with colds over the holidays and it crested through all of us at different times. And mine, right when I would have recorded this, I was really sick and just needed to rest. Um, you can probably still hear it in my voice. It was so much worse a few days ago. Um, so yeah, I really, I apologize for it being late and I really, I, I trust in the timing because now being over the threshold and physically into 2024, our eight year, our strength year, um, for me as somebody who does this for my vocation to feel into those real subtleties from year to year, it feels quite different. And so I think I'm happy that I'm recording it on like this side of the year because I think if I had recorded it on the 2023 2023 was a really difficult year for me and really chewed me up and spit me out like right up until basically like the stroke of midnight. <laughs> so I'm recording this end of day, January 1, and no joke, I, it has been really important and interesting to feel into the signature of this year because it's it's quite different to me. You know, same issue, same shit, but different container holding it, you know, which is what's so interesting about viewing the year that we're in through the lens of the numbers connected to the tarot, right? Or the tarot card connected to the numbers um, that we're working with, which is strength for some, justice for some. I treat it as a strength year, but I think it totally works with both. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited to get into this monthly medicine. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. I hope this greets you well. Um, for anybody still looking to like dive into the goodness of this year and get a sense of the whole year, kind of a download for the year ahead, my offering, The Threshold, which is all about 2024 as a whole, um, is going to close for enrollment this coming Friday, the first Friday in January. 
at the end of the day. Uh, the link is in the show notes. So if you're looking for something like that, really nourishing, really beautiful offering, it's there for you. Um, if you want to work with me live via Zoom, I'm doing two live workshops, which never happen, <laughs> but they're happening this month. Uh, I'm doing Soul Tarot 101 live, and I'm doing a brand new workshop, Tarot Anchoring Live. And um, that one's going to be really, really powerful. So for anybody who wants to learn about that practice, um, you know, understand how to utilize that practice in your life, it's frankly life-changing for me. Um, if you've heard me talk about tarot anchoring, you're like, I get it, but I also completely do not understand what this is. Um, it's for you, you know? So I'm excited for anybody who wants to join me link for all of it is in the show notes. Um, before we get into monthly medicine, really important, just one housekeeping thing up at the top. Um, I actually have a very, very exciting announcement to share with everybody and I can't share it yet. <laughs> Hopefully monthly medicine in February, I'll be able to share it or maybe the next episode in January, I'll be able to share it. But part of this uh, lovely announcement uh, is a massive shift and decrease to my available time because I'm going to be working on a very big project. So I have decided that what I'm going to do is, um, and I mean, for those of you who've been listening for a while, it's like it never fucking ends with me. And I apologize. You've been here for a while, you know, the deal. It's more of a spiral flow around here rather than a straight line as much as I sometimes would like it to be just a little bit straighter. It just, no part of me is straight. So, um, we are going to do a slightly different, um, schedule for the podcast this year. Um, so I can actually tell you what that is now. I won't go through the dates, but we're going to be doing two episodes a month, um, instead of four or instead of every week, um, you can expect a monthly medicine and then you can expect either a Q and a or a lesson episode, but some really nice juicy, um, episode mid month. Um, and I will do that until the end of May, mid May, um, or rather June 1st. Uh, I'm going to do a big year summer ahead podcast episode, um, that will be all about the monthly medicines for June, July, and August kind of as a whole. I've never really, I don't think at least not that I remember I've ever done that before, um, because I'm not doing any podcast episodes in the summer. And then I'll be back in September and I'll continue that flow. We'll see how that feels. You know, I may go back to weekly um, at a certain point in time, but I think this is going to be really nice. And the episodes you'll get will be, um, you know, lovely and um, in-depth and juicy as they always are. Um, but I think knowing that it's slightly more limited will help narrow my focus, which is really fun. So send in your questions to me. There's an Ask Lindsay link in the show notes. I love to hear from you if you have questions about your practice. There are certain things you want me to cover and talk about, um, certain structures for episodes that you'd like. I have, again, ideas and plans for what I'm going to talk about, but they can always be swayed if a great question or a great ask comes in that I haven't covered here before. Let me know. Um, so yeah, I love all of you. I'm sorry to change up the schedule again, but I feel like you'll be into the reason why when I'm able to share it with you. Um, so yeah, that's my one bit of housekeeping. And now on to the, uh, 
onto monthly medicine. So our theme, our theme for the month of January is very interesting. Um, I was told that it could have been a lot of things and that I could choose, (laughs) which was a tall order. Um, I heard a couple of different themes for the month and I feel all of them based on the cards that I pulled. Um, I heard comfort, which was really interesting. Certainly never heard that before on this podcast. I heard strategy for a theme. I can feel that in the, in the, in the vibe of, of, uh, the medicine. Um, I certainly felt the theme of reflection and, uh, I absolutely felt um, sort of as a as a kind of a, a beam moving through the energetics of the month, the sense of preparedness, not as hypervigilance, but just um, kind of laying out all our ducks and like seeing what's going on. Um, but the theme that I heard for January several weeks ago that also came back tonight and that felt like the strongest and the most sturdy of all the themes, um, to really anchor all of them was the word beloved, which I'm going to say, as somebody who's been doing this on this format, I take great comfort and, and pleasure in doing these episodes, not just because it feels like a real, people love them and it feels like a service, um, but also because I get a lot <laughs> out of knowing what to expect. And these are words and themes that I have not heard in regard to these monthly medicines. Beloved has never been a word that I've gotten for a month, not even close. That doesn't mean like people are deeply suffering in the world right now. And that doesn't mean that that all goes away for a word like beloved, right? It's not sugaring anything up and it's not bypassing anything, but it gives us a clue to what the entry point into 2024 is and what the medicine of not just this month, but the year is. 2024 is an extremely significant year for a few reasons, and I'll obviously keep them focused to sort of tarot, you know, like, because we can gain a lot of information from that. So 2024 is an eight year and eights are tremendous, very clear, very external change. They're transformational energies. They're energies that bring us back to a sense of spirit led, soul guided transformation, right? We transform through our work with strength. If you're moving through justice as eight, we transform through our work with justice. You make no mistake. I actually would argue, not argue, but defend that working with justice and strength will get you out to about the same outcome. Both really ask us to see what needs to be seen in order for us to move forward. And both are different right? Strength is all about the heart. It's all about remaining soft when we would normally bristle and seeing how that can change us, seeing how we can be unlocked 
by that, how other people can be unlocked by that. Um, so what we would normally bristle against, avoid, be defendant around, we're going to ask to drop our armor. We're going to ask to lean in. It's soft. It's sensual. It's Leo. It's shining a light, right? It's seeing. It's being seen. It's part of that exchange, you know, with one another. It changes us. Justice, while ruled by Libra, is almost the same vibe. It's the same energy. We must, justice tells us we have to see what is in order to be actionable agents for the change that we want to see in the world. We can't pretty it up. We can't explain it away. We can't be like, oh, you know, it shouldn't be happening. That's true if something is a deep injustice, and yet it is happening, right? Which is an example I give a lot. So you have to see it for what it is in order to actually be able to come forward um, as either disruptors or advocates or allies or agents or, you know, what whatever it might be, agents for, for the kind of change that we want. But make no mistake, both are getting us to the same place. They're different energies that both have the same, they're, they're fraternal twins of one another in many ways. Very different, Leo, Libra, right? Very different, and yet a shared soul and a kind of a twinning happening with intention. This could not be more different than 2023. It's the exact opposite. That doesn't always happen from year to year. Sometimes there's a gradual deepening. You know, we saw that from 2020 to 2021 to 2022. Very um, flowing right into one another. As shitty as those years were as well, there really was a kind of a uh, we could see one thing moving into another, into another. 2023 really was an anomaly because it was a seven year. Seven years are, there's, they um, stop us. They're about turning inward. There's not a lot of movement. There's zero clarity. There's a lot of internal work done on something that we want to be very external. So it was a really tricky it's a tricky season and a tricky chapter to move through a seven year, but we're out of that now. We're in an eight. Something that is also very significant if we're looking at tarot focused, right, on 2024 is the fact that stre strength or justice, whatever you work with, number eight in the tarot kicks off and begins our journey in the second line of the major arcana, which was is a beautiful system for learning the majors that was. Um, created and sort of spearheaded by Rachel Pollock, um, a wonderful tarot historian and uh, author. And that's a, it's again, a wonderful system for understanding the tarot, for learning the tarot, for kind of getting a sense of what, especially the majors, what they do. Line two is really, you know, line one, which we're just leaving. We've been in line one since 2020. Um, Emperor, which is 2020, Hierophant was 2021, Lovers was 2022, and Chariot was 2023. Line one cards, all those cards fall into line one, are all about building ego, identity, the foundations of who we are. Those are important foundations, crucial foundations. What we want, 
what we do, who we are, crucial. Chariot and and 2023 really did this, brings us into a space where a lot of those things collapse. Who we thought we were, what we took refuge in, personas that no longer fit. It's very natural, just graduation, growing up, individuation process, right? And now we're in line two, which is the beginning of a whole new line, a whole new journey in the majors and in the cards that we're going to be in. And this is all about the journey from ego to the soul, from the ego to the soul. And it begins with our energy, with our work in card eight, right? It begins and is getting kicked off in our journey in 2024. You know, it's line two is a tricky line. Let's just put it that way of the tarot. There's a lot to be said about that. But if we are willing to move through the slow process of disidentification with the ego, with who we've believed ourselves to be and move into a whole new stage of learning and of change and of reflection. There can be so much there for us, you know, so much that can change us. So it is not just a new year for a number of reasons. This is a very different vibe that we're in now. This is a super different energy, very different. One of the best ways to kind of catch the wave is if there's a sense of like, yeah, I do feel called to do that. Give it a shot. Try. Because you may, you may find that what you've been looking for, kind of grappling for, getting stuck on, kind of moves a little more smoothly. Like not magically, you know, but you may find it. You may find like, huh, let me just see. Let me try this. If you try it and you don't like it, then you know. If you try it and it feels pretty good, then you go about it for as long as it feels right to. The other important piece about being in a line two flow, which we're in right now, is again, this is about release of ego. So this is not about like the will lighting and guiding the way anymore. We're out of the chariot. That chariot, that really shiny thing that like looks so good, but can't really get us that far. We left it behind and we're now in a different vehicle on our feet, wherever we're at, right? Um, moving through this new path in a kind of a new container and a new um, mode of transportation. So we're learning that. We're getting a feel for that. So all of that to say, beloved being such a different signature, such a different energy, such a different vibe, frankly, to these monthly medicines, I think says a lot. You know, it does. And I think that all of the, and, and I think it's reflective of the fact that this is um, <clears throat> a significantly different year. Again, energetically speaking, that we've been in in a long time. Long time. Long time. So why beloved? 
because strength eight is about coming home to ourselves. That is at the heart and that is at the root of this whole year. Strength is about the journey and the relationship to our heart, to our willingness to be vulnerable, to our willingness to befriend the lions within, to our willingness to decide like who we're letting in and who we're not letting in as the lion. It's about connection. It's about seeing and being seen. And the sense of of beloved has to do with being a beloved to ourselves. Now, I know for a lot of people, it's like, that's not even in the ballpark, <laughs> like, depending on what they're going through. And I will tell like, I'm right there with you. Like, there are certain things that I'm like, I don't love that I engage in certain habits or patterns with myself that I do. I hope that they can be a little different someday. Um, but our willingness, our intention to be a companion, to be a beloved, to be unconditionally regarding to ourselves can form a different kind of a root system for us this month. And this month is all about the, the, the cards that we have are actually very clear and have some pretty um, strong direction for us, which is a fucking sight for sore eyes, you know, coming out of the endless morass of lack of clarity that 2023 was. Um, so that's delightful. And we'll get into that in a, in a few minutes, but this is about understanding like the path we're on, our intention, the medicine, all the cards that we have all come back to the same place. January this year, it's not a big shoot out of the canyon month. Um, as much as kind of the collective treats it that way, <laughs> like we're still in midwinter. This is still, regardless of what like the holidays say, this is still a deeply rooted time. If you have energy and if you're raring to go and you know, that's feeling good to you. I say, great. That's awesome. Um, and I would also say that it might be really powerful to tap into the spirit of, um, belovedness, like being a beloved. How would it feel to you to engage with January when you think about being a beloved to yourself, right? Does it mean a lot like to me, it means a lot less pressure on my shoulders. It means giving myself the gift to have way more kind of sensual, easy time, time to rest, um, time to read books that have nothing to do with work, you know, that are, are just for, just for enjoyment. You know, it's, it's, um, moving my body and, you know, making different things that feel really fabulous to me, um, and rooting into the, into the gratitude and into the privilege that come with being able to even consider those things. Um, it's 
reflecting on the fact that I have certain responsibilities and certain um, things that I have to do, you know, to support my family and to live and exist in this world. Um, and reflecting on being a beloved to myself um, helps me to anchor in that as I engage with these things, can I leave space for rest? Can I leave space for movement? Can I make sure I have delicious snacks? You know, can I make some space for um, joy, you know, for more joy? And understanding that it's not some, again, like sweep under the rug, like all of a sudden I'm not going to do anything that I don't love to do, really just has to do with reflecting on how we can remain close to ourselves as we as we do these things. Because there certainly is an energy, again, of strategy and preparedness and reflection to this month. Like there, there's um, the energy I feel is like, stretching an arrow back, um, like a, like a, a tensing of an arrow, like aiming at something. So there certainly is like a lot of action and a lot of rifling through like energetic papers and like, like going through kind of, you know, um, whatever stuff is on our desk, the desk of our heart, our soul, our life, and looking at what's there, what we're doing with these papers, what we're doing with the things that are on our, you know, task list, as it were. Um, and it is also about letting it be as easeful as possible. And considering that, you know, being invited to consider like what stops us from potentially doing that. You know, some of us don't have the privilege to even consider that right? Some of us are going through hard times and comfort, you know, is not necessarily even on the ballot right now. So if you're able to consider ways to allow things to get even 10% more easeful, 10% more cozy, 10% more gentle, that's what this month is asking us to do. This month is really inviting us to go about the beginning of a new year in a certainly a very different way than I've ever been privileged to cast, which is how can we allow our journey through this whole year to be connected with our intention to remain in connection with ourselves, to be allies to ourselves, to tend to ourselves, to have our, our, our back, to take care of ourselves, to treat ourselves as beloveds, as consort, right? To be connected to ourselves in ways that I, we've been crying out for. Some of the folks listening to this are probably much better. You know, there are some folks doing that, you know, listening to this that are probably incredible at this, you know? Um, and if that's the case, I say, amazing. Can you, can you take it deeper? You know, there are some folks listening to this who've never considered this for a moment in their lives. And how about today? You know, how does that feel? So it's a potent and also incredibly gentle, very easy reflection 
to start the year off with. There's no rush. We can take it real soft and slow, really. So our card for the month ahead is Two of Pentacles. Two of Pentacles is exactly like it's, it is the breaking open of the curtains, letting the light in, opening the window. It's like Virgo energy in the best way. And I'm a, I mean, I'm a Virgo rising. I enjoy Virgo energy, but um, it's like spring cleaning vibes. It's bringing in cleaning, clearing. Remember, this is a minor, so this is connected to stuff we're being asked to actionably do. Two of Pentacles has to do with taking a huge, there's a very strong through line in this month having to do with taking stock, taking inventory, getting very clear on things, getting clear on what you're doing, on what you're offering, on what you're not offering, on what you're saying yes to, saying no to. Um, there's a very high degree of emphasis around that for whatever the reason. Um, Two of Pentacles is about looking at precisely that, what we are taking on, what's in front of us, how we spend our time, how we utilize our energy, and getting devotionally, devotionally clear about what cannot come with us. Not just into this year, into this month, into this life. What does not fit anymore? We only have a limited amount, a finite amount of space, energy, attention to give something. We do not realize at all how much energy and effort and spoons things take. And then all of a sudden we realize like, oh my God, my mood is a hundred times better without this thing, this interaction, this person, this, you know, engaging with this app or whatever it is, cut it out. If it's not working for you, two of, two of pentacles is really like, it's not ruthless, but it's just blunt. It's really clear. It's like, Ooh, this, this isn't, this isn't going to happen. This is not going to come with you. You do not have space for this. So it's getting like clear right out of the gate. This is the boundary. This is where we're at. And sometimes it does mean that we have to be really clear about things and just be like, yes, I know you've expected this. You expect this kind of interaction. You expect this kind of, I can't give it to you. <laughs> you know, um, I can give this right now, right? The other thing that I think is amazing and really interesting that some of you may have already like connected with is that um, if we look at the Smith Rider Waite tarot, um, there are only three cards in the deck where a person has an infinity loop over their head, the magician, the strength card, and two of pentacles. And how wonderful that we're in a strength year. We're in that connection to the infinity loop, to the eight. There's something really happening. It's moving in us. There's a transformation happening. And that's our card of the month is connected to another being on a card, the only being in the minor arcana who has an infinity loop over their head. So if we're, we're looking at the, the journey in the pentacles, we plant a seed in the ace, make that decision. We make, we draw down that intention. And then in the two, it's like, whoa, I got a garden to take care of. It totally shifts our priorities. It shifts everything in our lives. So we're in that, we're, we're there. So if you've been feeling that, 
If you've been feeling that wave, that flow, maybe not, but if you've been like kind of feeling that sense of like, oh, this doesn't work anymore. This doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. Follow it. Follow it. Trust it. Really trust it. I don't know about any of you listening, but I know for me, the sense of indecision and the lack of clarity, especially as an intuitive, has been pretty excruciating um, the last, well, it's been more than a year, but especially the last year um, has been pretty brutal. Um, and so this isn't necessarily about like having an answer. It's just about looking at slowly but surely what's in front of you, what you can handle reasonably and what you reasonably can't. And you may find, because again, 2024, I know that, I mean, we have an election, a major election coming up in the United States. Like it's not going to be cute this year. It's not devoid of horrors and difficulty and uprisings and threats to the democracy. Um, you know, it's not devoid of that. Um, we're just talking about again, energetic invitations. So this has to do again with the idea that eights are about change. They are, they're about movement, clarity. And again, it's not like everything's peaches. It's just, it's, um, you know, again, switching the dial from a dial of more, internal reflection without much external movement, a la 2023 and in 2024 moving. So things will get clearer as the month, as the year progresses, we'll be able to take really strong action, really clear action around that. But the first step is radical honesty, rooted in a sense of connectedness to the, like the willingness to be a beloved to yourself. What can you handle reasonably? What can you not? What can you handle reasonably? What can you not? What belongs in your hands right now? What does not? Period. Certain things may have to change. Certain things may have to go. That's okay. You know, even if it doesn't feel okay, it's okay. No, it's hard to tell the truth. It's hard to state our boundaries. It's hard to be clear about what we're not available for and what we are. Be clear, you know, state, state your case, state your truth and decide for yourself what you're available and not available to do to the best of your ability within your capacity to do so, obviously. The deepest lesson of our month ahead, we have two cards, four of wands and 10 of wands. Ten of Wands is taking everything that we just talked about in Two of Pentacles and extending it. It's expanding it. It's widening the birth of it considerably. Ten of Wands is basically saying, "Yes, look at the look at the picture here of like you're building something. You are growing to something. You're in the beginning stages of tending to something that." is a really strong intention. You want to give it your time, your energy, your focus, whatever it is. You need to get very clear. Sometimes we don't even realize, right? We don't even realize in, this is going back to two of uh, pentacles. We don't even realize like, oh my goodness, how disruptive or, you know, how um, unproductive, how, um, and I'm not like a 
I don't love productivity, but there are certain things that just are fully brain invitations. They don't add anything. They just take, or we don't connect immediately. Like, oh my gosh, my mental health is so much worse every time I engage with this thing, this person, this situation. And so two of of pentacles is like, it's out. It's out. (laughs) You know, maybe not forever, but right now it's out. Ten of wands is one of our deep lesson cards for the month. And this card is basically taking that idea and expanding it and saying like, I want you to go further. I want you to lay down every fucking wand that you're holding, every responsibility, everything you carry, everything you hold. And I want you to lay it out. And I want you to ask yourself, is this still serving my needs? Is every wand here something that is mine, is mine to hold? Does it make sense anymore? Are these physical responsibilities or these mental tasks? Are these shoulds? Are these, oh, I ought to, and it just keeps cycling through and through and through. Ten of Wands is a harvest card. It's a card of release, of transformation. This is about letting go of the things that we've been holding and frankly are probably being burdened by, that we have outgrown in some way. Ten of Wands can be really frightening. It can be really big. It requires us to ask for help, to ask for something different. It it calls upon us to get really clear about what we want, what we like, what we're called to. Can we ask for that, right? It's freshness. And so I find personally the best way to work with Ten of Wands is sort of by doing it with another person in a certain way, like a coach or a reader or a therapist or like somebody, depending on what it is that you need, um, laying it out with them. Because it could be the thing that we're like, well, I have to do this. They're like, who the fuck says you have to do anything? You don't have to do this, you know? And sometimes with Ten of Wands, we hit on like certain growth edges, you could say, where it's like, I have to let this person go, or I have to actually hire a new person, or I don't want to do this thing anymore, but I would like to try to do that. And how might I move from this to that? Or I, you know, have been, you know, forcing myself or pushing myself to do all these different things. And I, nobody ever told me that I didn't have to do it. And whoa, now that I'm considering not doing it, what's coming up is this fear. What's going to happen to me if I don't do it? What will happen if I don't push? Will anything come in? Ten of Wands brings up a lot of stuff about our belief systems, about, again, those little little growth edges. So that's a deep lesson, right? It's the exact same vibe. It's in the same family as Two of Pentacles. It has to do with what we're holding, what we're burdened by, what we're responsible for, and not necessarily like pushing things away or like dropping them or tossing them in the trash at all. But it might mean renegotiating how, when, and why, and where you pick them up. And is somebody helping you? Um, Is somebody with you? You know, are you entrusting certain ones to someone else? Are you at the front of the one and another person's at the back? Um, and are someone's just, maybe they've never been yours, right? So that's a big lesson. That's a big deal. Now, on the other side of that is total freedom. 
is a completely renewed perspective because anytime 10 of wands shows up in a reading, it lets us know that something new wants to come in, that there's a new level and layer of work or creation or flow or whatever it might be that wants to come in. And in order to be available to receive that, we actually have to go through what it is that we're holding in order to be available to pick up what wants to come in. So that's a big lesson because again, it pulls on all this stuff. What'll happen if we let it go? What'll happen if we say yes, say no? You know, what'll happen if we, a lot of stuff comes up when we think about asking for help or shifting the way we do things or not picking up certain things when we're used to picking them up. The other big lesson is four of wands. So I'm going to just say this now. This year, 2023 had a bit of this too. Um, The card I saw, frankly, the most in 2023 was nine of pentacles, which was shocking for a number of reasons. Um, I talked about that in one of our last episodes, but um, four of wands has to do with learning the art of taking a true pleasure break, like actually getting your cup filled up, not... And it's, it's a diff, it's all the fours bring like different energies related to rest. So some of them kind of are about like the brain is getting shut down. We're not, we're, we're actively not going there. Some of them are about like process and digestion, like giving ourselves time to like fully move through something before we move on to something else. And some of them have to do very clearly with like the boundaries, the body, Four of Wands is like, what lights you up and what makes you happy? And if so, you must, paraphrasing the words of Cheryl Strayed here, swim like fuck to get as close to them as you can. These are fucking brutal times that we are living in right now. And I know how hard it is. Some people, it's, it's, I know if you could do it, if you could swim like fuck towards something that brought joy or that made you feel a sense of um, um, pleasure or connectedness or like cup being full, you would do that, right? This year, it's not about me being like, hey, go off and do that. Like, you know, if you're in a depression, if you're bed bound, if you're moving through an illness or a particularly difficult time, like this may not even be on your radar. And yet it's here as one of the deepest lesson cards of the month. So I am listening to this right along with you and acknowledging I constantly, um, run into traps of working all the, I love my work, but I constantly run into traps of working all the time now that I'm a parent. Um, and I'm juggling like working alongside with raising my child. It's like taking time for myself feels very difficult and selfish. And I'm constantly having to like buck against that because it is important for everyone that, you know, I get nourished too. And I'm very privileged to be able to do that. I have a wonderful partner who supports me in being able to take that space when I need it, but I do not take it anywhere near um, as often as I'd like. And even with those privileges, right? 
So I'm not complaining. I'm just acknowledging that if we could do this, we would, right? Four of Wands is here to help us to unpack the reason, the, the, to get closer to the stuff we love and to see if we can get closer to it in ways that don't have a high barrier to access. Four of Wands is a really specific energy and it is about just joy, just joy. Like joy that it's like you couldn't bottle it if you try, like there's no explaining. It's just, wow, that thing fills me up as like high as the lever can take me. The problem is, is that we have a lot of judgment, especially if we kind of hang out in wellness circles about like what should feel pleasurable, right? So if like our joy is TV or it's video games or whatever it is, um, we don't always give like as much credence to that if we hang in these circles. And I say television is medicine along with video games. And like, if that is your joy, fucking go for it. And if it's your joy to sing in a choir, do theater, go for it. And if it's your joy to join a D&D group, fucking go for it and see what you can do about, you know, joining up with one or a knitting club or starting one. It's like, that's one of our deepest lessons right out of the gate is to move through all that we're moving through in this world right now, in this life. We have to have joy, have to have joy, and it can't have a high barrier to access. So what might that look like for us? What do we, what do we, what feels accessible to us in that way? And can we be really clear with ourselves about what we think should bring us joy, what brings other people joy, but not us, versus what we are calling out for, what we want? Like, I will share something personally for me. I'm a singer, which I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but I sing and I love to sing. And I was in a lot of musicals and sung in bands and stuff. Um, when I was a lot younger, um, but something that I have always loved to do since forever was be in a choir. And I had one of the first things that I did when I knew I was moving out to Portland was I was like, I'm going to join a choir. And then the pandemic happened. Um, that is my literal one solid tangible goal for 2024 is to join um, a choir. And that brings me tremendous joy for reasons that I, I mean, again, my yum won't be your yum. Right. So I'm, it's not, it's a free thing to join a choir, but it's not necessarily, you know, it's like not the lowest barrier to entry. It's like, I have to go to practice, you know, it's like, making it all work with, with schedules and whatnot. And yet it could be a lot harder, right? There could be a much higher barrier <laughs> to entry, but um, that feels like a really important thing for me this year is just more time singing, you know? So maybe yours is even more accessible than mine. Maybe yours is way more complex than mine. Um, whatever that thing is, that's our key. That's our goal for this month. So what's asking for our attention most this January? 
is the lovers. So we have changed. We have to understand that. The lovers is all about a reorientation, a shift, a, a restitching of the way we connect interpersonally with this world. It's the dissonance between what we were told love was, what lovability meant, our worth, and the truth of it. And often there's enormous dissonance. Like we think we have to look a certain way, be a certain way, do something in order to be lovable, chosen. The lovers teaches us, no, like you are lovable. You are chosen already. And it, you know, really forces us to confront with it, that dissonance. Like, are we really far away from what we actually want and are longing for? Are we close to it? Are we far away from it, right? So that wants our attention most as we sense into how to be beloved to ourselves. Like all the cards that we've just talked about, two of pentacles, four of wands, 10 of wands, those are all beloved cards. Like choosing what brings joy as an act of love towards self, choosing to review our responsibilities, our burdens, like what we're what we take on. If it's not meant to come with us, like why hold it? Be a beloved to ourselves. Are we willing to consider? And like, of course, there are some folks who are caretakers responsible for many, many folks or many, many things. There's nothing that they can necessarily take off their plate, but I'm willing to bet that there might be a way to consolidate what they take on. There might be a way to bring in different support. There might be, even if it's very, very small, right? Lovers is saying the same thing. That is what's asking for our attention most right now is a reflection on what our beliefs are, where we've been told and taught, like what we, basically where we thought we were going to end up, like what we may have wanted before versus where we're being drawn now. We're in a period of really big change. So how can we open to a different kind of love you know, speaking of how to be a beloved toward ourselves, how can we open to a different kind of love than we have considered before? You know, how can we be more open to that? It's a quick description, but it's a major arcana. There's not so much to do about it, more a, a willingness and a surrender to the process. Um, paying attention to the old stories about what we deserve or don't deserve or whatever it might be. Because lovers often comes up when um, we're really being called into something different or utilizing, channeling our energy in a different way. An action to take, if any, is Ace of Wands. So checking in with the body before we do anything. Not overdoing it, not overgiving. Very, very important. Always, especially this year, do not take on more than you need to. Check in with the body. Talk about being a beloved towards selves. Ace of Wands is one of the most perfect practical ways to start to embody that. Before we say yes, before we tune in, before we state something, pause, turn toward the heart and say, how does this land with me taking this on? And if we get a no in the body, we may want to get curious about it. Is it 
Like, where's the no coming from? We can ask those questions. But in general, if it's a no, don't say yes. Don't say yes. That is an action to take. To begin to, most of us don't even think we have that option, but we do. We can turn toward ourselves and say, what's wanted here? How do you feel about this body? You're the one who's going to have to carry it. <laughs> like So how is this landing with my soul, with my heart? And really seeing like what, what shows up there. That's a powerful action to take. It, lets, it says a lot about January. This is not like va-va-voom. This is opening to, reflecting, listening getting clear, right? What's being cleared out, death card, makes total sense. I think that this really speaks to kind of still clearing out the reverberations of 2023. Um, 2023 into 2024 is a massive energetic shift, and I can see how it would trigger off like a death cycle that um, energy of 13, of Scorpio, of transformation. It is a massive change. So like what we're clearing out is the old debris itself. What's cycling in is nothing other than Ace of Pentacles. So what is dead is done. What is coming is the seed, is new, is fresh. It's a cycle, uh, you know, um, a new cycle unto itself where we say yes to certain things and how beautiful that the top of this reading, you know, the front-facing part of it, the first few cards, are all about weeding out, all about clearing, all about reflecting, all about kind of getting really clear, getting a really strong sense like what cannot remain, what must remain. How can we change our relationship to what's here? How can we up that quotient of pleasure, of belovedness, making that word up, in our lives? How can beloved be a verb, a noun? How can it be everything that we do? How can it mark everything we do? That's very, uh, number one, a perfect precursor <laughs> to welcome in the energy of Ace of Pentacles, of something that is fresh and is new. That um, makes room for that seed to be planted and to grow. Um, it's also everything we've talked about. I've been reflecting in my own mind, very strength card. Strength brings up a lot of shit. It does. Different kind of shit kicking than other card energies. <sighs> strength calls upon us to look at things that we'd rather not see. Not looking at old, traumatic, devastating things that, um, like within ourselves, like things that would overwhelm our capacity to cope. It doesn't push into that. It does move us closer to the thing that we typically avoid that we actually find like, oh, this is absolutely unlocking a door for me. Just even the fact that we may have faced it at all can transform us you know? So there's a lot of that embedded in here. There's a lot of that even in cards like four of wands. Like there's a lot of shit that comes up when we think about, you know, saying yes to doing nice things for ourselves or centering our own stuff. You know, it's all too easy to be like, well, this is superfluous. It's not important. 
but you are important, you know? A very, very, very different month than what we've had recently. A very, very different energy kicking off a very different year, I'd say. I'm grateful for it. I'm curious, cautiously optimistic, (laughs) as I said at the beginning. Um, And that's all I think I have for you. So I just want to say thank you for being here and thank you for your presence. I'm excited for this year ahead, for exploring new things together. Send me your questions, sign up for the threshold, sign up for these workshops. Truly hope to be of service to you and to see you there. So much more news to share. Hopefully I'll be able to share it soon. Um, I love all of you. Be well. And until we connect again, please take care of yourselves. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees, podcast art by Rochelle Sartini-Garner, and this episode was transcribed by one of our absolutely brilliant and beautiful transcriptionists, all of which you can learn more about or read about on our website, tarotforthewildsoul.com. If you wish to dive into more of my work, learn more about Soul Tarot, work with me in any kind of capacity, I'm always creating new things for us to do together, but you can find a all about our self-led courses and classes and new offerings on tarotforthewildsoul.com. And if you want to be the first to know about any new offerings, any new projects that I'm doing, if you want to benefit from discounts and early birds and all kinds of lovely newsletter-only offerings, you can sign up for the newsletter at the link in our show notes. And finally, if you have a question for me to answer at the podcast, or if you'd like to work with me um, live on the podcast, or if you'd like your question answered on the podcast, please click the link to Ask Lindsay and send me your cues. Thank you so much for being here.